Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours today. Uh, my name is Andrew Skinner, I'm your host, and this is the Empty Diaries. And you know what? It's been 14 years. There we go. So um, hope you're keeping safe all today. Uh, you might notice a few um, noise changes here. I've done an update to my uh, podcast console and for some reason I've got a bit of echo going around the the, the room. Um, but you can probably hear it in the background if I tap my desk there. So if something, I've done something, but I'm not sure. So we'll see how it goes on this. Uh, yes, yeah, so I hope you're all feeling well in today's um, world. It's being released a little bit, bit by bit by bit by bit, uh, with COVID going the other way. And also the other problems going about, which we're not going to get into because it's too political and I will get myself into trouble. So as you probably guessed, if you follow me on uh, Instagram, my IG bruv, you'll see uh, that today has been 14 years uh, since I had my amputation. So just sort of give you a bit of a brief update through what happened, when, how, why, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. So in a nutshell, I had a bike accident, motorbike accident in 1991. And uh, thank you. Um well, I've lost my third thought there, Siri. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, accident in 1991. Technology there wasn't particularly great. So they couldn't decide whether to cut the, the, the leg off above the knee or, or not. So they, as you know, like I've said before, they put it in like a, a cast with a zip, a full leg cast with a zip on the side. So they keep taking me in and just breaking it because I wasn't quite sure what to do with it. So, but in the end, they decided uh, not to amputate. And gave me an arthrodesis, and that means there was they took the knee joint out and then put a, a big bar with twelve screws going down the middle of that after a few months. Okay, so we did all that. So by then, you know, you get used to you get not fit again, but you recover. I recovered from the injury, and I was walking as I say with the arthrodesis with the stiff legs. So I was walking; my left leg was going out to the side and. Um, going forward that way. And the way I look at it is that there's a, a good friend of mine, Richard Whitehead, uh, double amputee above knee, and he's obviously a quadruple Paralympic world champion. He's a marathon record holder, half marathon record holder. The guy is just an absolute beast. Um, so if you watch the way he runs is is how my, my left leg was. So it was going out to the side because I, I couldn't bend it. I couldn't do anything with it. Uh, I had foot drop so because I'd snapped the leg completely in half. Um, all the tenders and stuff of that, so foot drop, the foot would just drop there. I had no control over it. And it was, you know, you, you, you learn to live with it. And so I had, uh, if you remember you in the olden days, I don't know whether you youngsters know that, but you used to get like a, a long stick for if you had an invisible dog. So you'd walk about with this, this, this um, like uh, a rigid rope with a hoop around the end as if you had this invisible dog walking down the street. Well, I had something like that for my foot, so I put it on the end of it and then pulled the foot back, and it was just, oh, it was just beautiful uh, because, like I said, I had no control over it. So I was walking with a limp, uh, dropped foot, and a rigid leg, and I was like that for 15 years. Now, as you can imagine, that was wearing out my good hip, which was my right hip. So I started getting a few troubles on that. So, you know, I'd gone to the doctors, I'd gone back to the physios, I'd gone back to the hospital and say, so like, I, re I would really like it amputated, if I can do, please. 
and they still said no. So at various meetings with surgeons when they have their sort of annual uh, meetings, as it were, at, at my at my uh, Lincoln Hospital. And after 15 years of campaigning for for it, the amputation, they finally said, well, let's send you to uh, uh, someone who's a bit more experienced than us. So they sent me to a professor, uh, Queen's Hospital in Nottingham in the UK. I had a meeting with him and he's like, Look, do you want to cut off? He saw everything and I went, yes, please. And he's like, well, okay, let's get it done. But he also sort of said to me, look, if I'd have had the accident now or obviously 14 years ago, then obviously technology as it's got better, they would have saved the knee, which is like, oh, don't tell me that. Don't really want to know. And obviously, even today now, you know, what we, 20, 20 odd years, 30 years, 29 years after the accident, if I'd have had it now, hopefully, fingers crossed that they, you know, they would have done a great job in saving it. So after 15 years of campaigning, they decided to cut it off. As I said before, I was in hospital just over, you know, over a day because I knew I was going to become an amputee. So I had those three months to 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 get ready for it, mentally, physically, like I said before. So I'm not going to go all over there again for all of you. If you want to listen to all those, you know, please, um, you know, go back. I think to episode one or two um, of the podcast, and uh, you know we can you, you can listen to all that. So, you know, had it cut off, and like I say, it was one of the best things that I've had done since the accident, and I mean that entirely. I think if you ask any uh, amputee that had an issue with a limb before amputation due to an accident, or you know being born like it, you, you know that. To be limited to what you can do, and when I say that, you know, as I go down the things that I could do in, you know, after the amputation, you take life for granted and you take things that you can do for granted. So little things like uh, sitting at the cinema. So bearing in mind I have this rigid leg. So sitting at the cinema. So, you know, as in the olden days, cinema seats were quite, um, quite tight. So I like to sit sort of on my on my side at the cinema with the leg going down. And that's sort of the same in an aeroplane seat as well, you know, because they're quite tight in there. Obviously, I'm not allowed by an emergency exit because I'm a security risk, even though I can guarantee you I'm going to be out that plane the first, well, not the first, if I've got, if there's women and children before me, I can get out. But due to, you know, security restrictions, uh, and a person with a disability is not allowed by a emergency exit. So, you, you know, that sort of put that thing out of it. Like I say, aeroplane seat, getting in and out of a car, was really tough as well because you know all of a sudden well, where's that leg going to go and if the the dashboard is quite low uh, then it was not comfortable but you don't complain do you you just get on with it and life's too short and you know you've got a second life so we carry on here now i had the amputation and it's like as people know me i'm like right i want to run before i can walk Sorry, I'm just pausing here because I've got different noises coming through my headphones. So um, going for a walk and little tiny thing. So I had the amputation. Right. First thing, I kid you not, the first thing I did when I got my prosthetic was ride a bike. So there is a video of me with my daughter when she was younger, bless her little heart. And I just had this, my very first prosthetic, I didn't have any toe clips on. And I just, right, I'm going to go for this bike ride. Oh, my Lord, it was the best thing ever. I kid you not, having to ride a bike for the first, not having to ride the bike rather for the first time after 15 years was incredible. I kid you not, anyone that's gone through that, it's just 
do you know what? I suppose even after one, two years of doing something, but after 15 years of not being able to do stuff, you know, um, it was just amazing. So, you, you know, I got used to that. And obviously, as the legs got more intelligent and they got better and better, you know, I can now, I can walk downstairs. Um, so, and without the Orion 3, which I've got now, I'd hold on to the rail, but I could go leg over leg. And now I've got the Orion 3 by Blatchford. I can actually walk down the stairs without holding on because the brake will come in. And you've got to have that faith and that trust in that knee to do that and like i say if you're below the knee it's completely different get the fish because you have that 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 knee that's why we call them flesh wounds because they're below the knee amputees above the knees completely different get the fish double amputees i've seen double amputees do it and i'm thinking i don't know how they do that because that's having amazing faith in both both legs and you know that's just but going upstairs it's still it's still one step at a time um because i'm you know Still on the NHS MPK program. And uh, why does that keep drifting out? I don't know why that keeps doing that. So, um, yeah, one step at a time going up the stairs still. Now, since obviously I've had the the amputation and I've done Kilimanjaro, which was great. I've done the London to Paris bike ride, which was great. I played Great Britain, uh, volleyball, sitting volleyball for Great Britain, which was great. I played golf uh on two legs and then on my prosthetic and my normal leg and then i made the pre the move to the one leg and as i'll digress in uh, a couple of casts when we when we touched on the golf thing was was even better for me running again so i could run again albeit with a blade i'm sure i can do it with my prosthetic but um i bought a blade as i've said before and we'll touch on again so i bought that and hadn't done it for years um now because the socket doesn't fit and the cost of the socket is, is too much for me to justify when there's other stuff that I need to, to get in the world. Thankfully, I can still drive a car unadapted because I'm a left leg above knee amputee. So obviously in an automatic car, they take the clutch out, which is on the left hand side. So I'm, I'm lucky on that. And uh, I know that some people, you know, don't need the adaption even, uh, even when they're a right one. Um, but obviously, you know, the double amputees need the hand uh, flappy paddles or type things uh, on there. Okay, so that's that's pretty good. But, you know, my stump is in still great condition and it's stronger than ever. Even at the age that I am, the grand old age of 50, um, my stump is stronger than ever. You know, I work really hard with it. And, you know, when I'm walking, I really, you know, make sure that the, 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 the stump uses that leg. And, you know, I look after it. And like I said before, you know, which will go on through it. You, you've got to you've got to keep the stump in great condition. The only downside of my stump is over the years, the muscle and the skin has rotated around to the left over time. Um, so when I mean, when I first had the amputation, if you look on Instagram today uh, and my Twitter, the amputee diaries on both of those, you'll see there's a picture that I've uploaded uh, with the, the day after I got back or the day after the operation with the, the scar. You can see it's nice and center, central down the uh, stump, residual limb, whatever you want to call it. Now, over time, that scar now has gone round to the left. Don't know why. Uh, it might be because I've done too much with it or, or whatever. I don't know. I've spoken to doctors about it and they sort of said, look, the only way you're going to get it is have to, to have surgery again, which I don't really want. And I don't want to go through all that again. So when I decided not to do that. I don't want that to happen. And it's not. And I know it's going to get tougher as I get older. I appreciate that. And hopefully every amputee, um, will realise that, that it will get tougher as the days 
go on and stuff like that. And that's why I make the most of what I do. You know, it's you have to do it. You have to live each day. You know, I'd rather do something and, and fail it, but at least I've had a go at it rather than not doing something and wishing I'd had a go at it. And people that know me, you know that, like I said, the list of everything that I've done with Kilimanjaro, London Prize, bike ride, volleyball, golfing, running, everything that people, able-bodied, take for, for granted, you know, we need to get, just keep going and say, we'll touch on with those things and, and as the various amputees that we, we, we chat on, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it done. That's about it for this one. Is again, I've sort of cut the, the 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 podcast down a bit. You know, we're going for thirty to forty minutes, and when you're trying to find stuff to talk about, I don't want to bore you guys out there with everything that I've got. So, you know, it's just a case if I can do these short little snippets for you, so I'm not taking you, you know, out your, your thing and doing stuff. And you know, I, like I said, I did an interview uh, with James Roberts, and he's one of our. You know, I've known James for many years, and you know, he does. Um, a podcast called The Mindset and The Mindset Athlete. So he talks about a lot of my stuff. We had, we did an, I did an interview with him the other day and it was three and a half hours long. And I'm not going to, it was, it's too long to, to publish. Um, so I've got to edit three and a half hours down to sort of 30 minutes, 34, 40 minutes, might even do a 50 minute one. And it ended sort of me as what well. it was like even though I was interviewing him it did him was sort of interviewing me because he knows you know the issues that I went through with you know with the volleyball for the Paralympics and and you know missing out on selection uh, at the last minute and how that affected me and, and believe me it did affect me quite a lot and when you when you when you give of those so many years of trying to achieve something um, to get it taken away from you at the last minute due to a coaching decision, which I still believe was wrong. Um, but there you go, it's in the past, can't do anything with it. But, you know, little things like that. So we'll be talking to James very soon. Any questions that you've got, please, please give us an email. Um, the Amputee Diaries at iCloud.com. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, like I said, we're on major platform, podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, to name a few. And obviously click that button uh, to get subscribed so you'll then get notified when there is a new episode available. Thank you for listening. Hope you're keeping safe like again. And like I say, quote to end with for this one is, I've never looked back because I'm not going that way. Okay? Never look back because you're not going that way. Thanks a lot, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, grandmas and granddads, aunties and uncles. I will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. <laughs>